Hi everyone, I'm Holly Daly and welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Family Voices podcast. Family Voices is a product of the Family Readiness Directorate at the Association of the United States Army. Our mission is to focus on those topics that are relevant to our Army families, serving the regular Army, Army National Guard, and the Army Reserve. Our special edition topic of discussion today is on military PCS moves. That's right, permanent change of station moves. If you are a military family, the acronym PCS is probably all too familiar to you. And if you're anything like me, you try to at least find some control in the process. Since orders can come at any time to anywhere, there is no time like right now to prepare for that next move. The Army and Department of Defense have set up excellent resources online to answer your PCS questions. But who better to learn from about those best practices than from those who have been through this process firsthand? We have the distinct opportunity today to talk with Army spouses who have done just that throughout their soldiers' careers. Joining us today is Maria McConville, spouse of the Chief of Staff of the Army, General James McConville, Alexandra Grinston, spouse of the Sergeant Major of the Army, Michael Grinston, and Brittany Raines, spouse of Staff Sergeant Casey Raines, and our 2020 AUSA Family of the Year spouse. Welcome back, Maria and Alexandra, and for the first time, Brittany. We are so honored to have you all join us here on Family Voices and for taking the time to share your knowledge and experiences with us on PCS Moves. Thanks, Holly. This is Maria, and I wanted to say how much I appreciate you and AUSA for hosting us on a podcast again. And for our listeners, I just wanted to kind of explain what these podcasts are for. We've been talking a lot about how can we get information out to soldiers, spouses, family members, to the military community about all of the things that happen within the Army and especially some updates and changes. You'd think in this information age that we'd be able to get all the information out to everybody who needs it, but we still find that it's hard to get information to flow down and people may not be receiving some of the latest and greatest information. So we really appreciate you guys helping us to spread the word and we're trying to come up with some really relevant topics that apply to most of our military members and to their families. So thanks again for hosting us. And as Holly said, I'm Maria McConville, and Jimmy, my husband, is Chief of Staff of the Army. We've been married 33 years, so I've been an Army spouse for 33 years, and we have three adult children who are also all active duty Army. So I'm really thrilled to be back with you again, Holly, on this AUSA podcast, and thanks for hosting myself and Alexandra again and Brittany for the first time. And Alexandra, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Alexandra Grinston. My husband is the Sergeant Major of the Army. We have been married for 25 years. We have two daughters, a rising senior in high school and a sophomore in college. We currently live at Fort Myer in Virginia. I work part-time, but I also volunteer for a variety of organizations. And I'm really excited that today Brittany is joining us for this podcast. Brittany and her family were selected as the 2020 AUSA Volunteer Family of the Year. And I just want to say congratulations to you, Brittany, and your family. Well, thank you. And thank you, ladies, for inviting me. I am Brittany Reigns. My husband has been active duty for 15 years, and we have six children ages 14 years to six years old. 
and we are currently stationed at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. We just recently PCS'd actually from Fort Drum, New York in January. I work remotely part-time at my house, continue to volunteer pretty actively in our community. I transitioned pretty quickly and, of course, run my kids around to all their activities that keep me pretty busy day-to-day as well. Yes, I can relate to that, Brittany. Like I said, my kids are grown now, but I do remember those days of running them around crazy, busy all the time, and I'm fortunate enough to work from home as well as a registered dietitian. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit more about PCS thing, because this is something all of us are going to do eventually if we haven't already. And Jimmy and I have moved 22 times, and I wish I could say that I felt like we had PCS thing down to a science and always have it figured out, but that's probably not true. But really, I think between the four of us, we probably have close to 40 or 50 moves, so that's a lot of moving. And I will say this last move that Jimmy and I did, we moved from one Army installation to another one here in the greater D.C. area. And so we did a partial, what they now call the personally procured move. We used to know it as a Diddy move or do-it-yourself move. And because we were only going a couple of miles, we didn't want to have everything in boxes. So we rented a U-Haul and did a lot of the moving ourselves, especially like of the kitchenware and the closets and things. We just didn't want to have to deal with all those boxes. We really learned some things during that PPM, as they call it, that helped to shape how the Army supports the PPM moves, such as having to weigh an empty truck. That didn't really make sense when the place that you get the truck from knows how much those trucks weigh empty. So there's things that I know that they're making changes with, and we'll talk about those a little bit more through our podcast today, but we've all had those times when moves went well, and then times when we felt like everything was a disaster. And I will say now that our kids are grown, it's gotten easier. And I find myself thinking all the time, why did we accumulate all these things? But I think I've come to the conclusion that we spend the first half of our life accumulating things, and then the second half of our life trying to get rid of them. But I know, Brittany, you obviously still have young children, six of them. And with your PCS moves, I'm sure that that's not easy, but you sound like a pretty organized person. So can you tell us a little bit about your PCSing history? Hearing 22 moves scares me. We've been very fortunate, especially with as many kids that we have, that we haven't had to move a multitude of times. But moving a household of eight and a dog is not simple by any means. As a family, the only Oconus move that we've had is Alaska, so not truly overseas, but for sure adds in some challenges and just different paperwork and things that you need to be ready for. We did come down on orders for Germany right before COVID, and many things happened that weren't necessarily related to COVID, but those changed, and we ended up remaining in Fort Drum for about nine additional months and then came down on orders before leaving for Missouri. But like I said, I can't imagine 22 moves that makes my brain go crazy just thinking about it. Alexandra, have you moved as frequently as Maria has? Fortunately, we have not moved that many times. My family and I moved 11 times, which I think was still too many moves. I don't move easily. We did 11 total. We did two overseas moves, one to Italy and one to Germany. And then we also moved within Europe from Italy to Germany because we were stationed in Germany twice. And then, of course, we did several moves in the United States. What I think is interesting for me, my family has never been anywhere twice. So every time we moved, we moved to a new location, a new installation, 
And that, I think, was pretty stressful because we always had to find our way around and, you know, discover everything new, which I think adds additional stress to your PCS. I think it's a lot easier when you move back to a place that you already know. Before we had children, I thought moving was actually fairly easy. But then once we had children, and especially as they got older, I found it harder to move. Because then suddenly I had to worry about schools, after-school activities. I had to help my kids say goodbye to friends and then somehow help them make new friends or just hope that they will find new friends on their own. I have to admit that sometimes my children just weren't excited about moving to a new place, especially our last move from Fort Bragg to D.C. was really challenging because my oldest daughter just did not want to believe me that a third high school during her senior year would be a lot of fun. It worked out in the end, but for a while it was very stressful for the whole family. Now, Brittany, you said you moved during COVID. I believe that was probably really difficult and challenging. What I would like to know is, were there any additional challenges given the restrictions during the pandemic? This move was just different. There are a lot of things that are already stressful to consider when moving to a new duty station, and COVID just did add some unique challenges for us. Things like preparing to move, trying to get in for PCS briefs, or scheduling your movers through transportation was difficult. We ran into many people working remotely or unlimited hours or just, you know, they were trying to limit the amount of people in their office. And so trying to get in on a short amount of time was a struggle for us. We also encountered this on the incoming side. So as we got to Missouri this time, just walking through housing was different. They had us walk through our house by ourselves rather than with a housing staff on post. And every duty station just seemed to be following different guidance. So it's hard to keep up with what to expect at every location. The biggest challenge for our family that we did overcome and came out on the positive side for this PCS was school. It's already difficult for our military kids to change schools. And we typically move in the middle of the school year. So that's already a struggle for us. But I am proud that all six of my kids went from hybrid learning up in New York to full in-person learning in an entirely new school system, had to work to make friends, and were active in extracurricular activities. And we only had three days to get from New York to Missouri, and they joined their school system just in a matter of days and finished out the school year pretty successfully. We were very careful to ensure ours and other people's safety while traveling. We were moving across the country and going through different environments, so we tried to pack snacks and all our road trip gear so we could minimize the amount of times that we needed to stop on our drive. It was really interesting to drive across the country and see how differently each area and each state was handling the pandemic restrictions. I know, Brittany, I can't even imagine, like, PCSing is hard enough and then to have to do it during COVID. I've heard some horror stories from people about how they're not even able or they weren't able to schedule their PCS moves because of the shortage of moving trucks and shortage of personnel to pack things. So I know that the Army is addressing that, and I think it was especially bad during COVID, but I know that the Army was really looking at PCS moves prior to that because the PCS moves is one of the top five 
quality of life initiatives that the Army's been focusing on. And so I think some of the things that have come up through some discussions have been that the Army had kind of cut down on the inspectors coming to inspect PTS moves. So now I got some information that they hired an additional 360 inspectors and those inspectors received a 92% inspection rate, which exceeded the 75% standard. So I know that the Army's looking at what was the breakdown even before COVID with some of the PTS moves. And so they are, I know, putting mitigating factors into effect. And then also they're now, of course, reimbursing 100% of that personally procured move. It used to be that they didn't reimburse us 100% for the do-it-yourself movers, but now that they are reimbursing 100% rate, it's kind of encouraging people to do their own moves if that's something that they're interested in. And then the other thing that I think is really great, I don't know if any of you have used it. I haven't used it for a move yet, but the Army G4 created this Army PCS app. And I've really spent a lot of time on the Army PCS app. And I think it is just really, really great because it's got so much on there. It's got all the forms that we need for moving. It gives you the information about claims. It gives you the information about the new duty station that you'd be going to. You can give feedback. And even now, one of the latest features is a chat feature that you can just get on the app and chat with someone from the household goods department so that you can ask them questions. So have you used that or any of you had any experiences with that or heard of anyone who's used it? Like I said, I'm pretty set in my ways just because we have moved and I have to be organized, but the resources on the Army PCS app are incredible and it's really got everything that you can think of right at your fingertips. Like you said, documents, but even just as simple as acronyms and definitions and what that all means. And then I love that you can email all the forms to yourself. So they're there and you can look at them, but then you can email them directly from the app to your own email. I love this tool. Yeah. And for spouse employment too, they even have resources on there for spouses who are working or want to work and talking about reciprocity of licensure system. There's some really, really great resources on there, like you said. So definitely hoping people and our listeners will take advantage of getting that app on their phone and utilizing it and then giving feedback as to what was working and what wasn't. Alexandra, I know that there are some other resources that you and I've talked about in the past. Did you want to tell our listeners a little bit about some of those? Sure. I really like the military one source information on PCS moves. It explains everything a service member and a family need to know about PCSing. And then they also give links to additional resources. And then if you have more questions, you can even call a moving expert and get moving tips or information about your new duty location. The site also has an online toolkit called Plan My Move, which I think is really helpful. With the Plan My Move toolkit, you can personalize a checklist for yourself, and that will cover all the important topics for a successful PCS, like finances, healthcare, household goods, transportation, and so on. And then you have those checklists, and you can follow the checklists and make sure that you get ready and you are prepared for your PCS. And that information can be found on the Military One Source website under the title Moving and Housing. Plan My Move, Alexandra, sounds really great. I'll have to check that out. As we all were saying, trying to figure out where to start can be overwhelming in itself when it comes to PCS. And as Maria was saying, you know, the Army and Department of Defense is committed to making moving as stress-free as possible. 
And U.S. Transcom and Military OneSource, they're now working together to bring the tools and resources and information in one place. So going to militaryonesource.mil, and if you go under PCS and Military Moves page, it can help you connect with your local resources, as well as provide a wealth of information and resources online. Again, putting it in one place, so it's a win-win. So for example, when I was going through the pages and reading all this, there's a step-by-step -step process of where to start locally at your installation. So from the time you receive your orders to going to the chain of command, submitting a move request in DPS and checking out COVID restrictions today, and then going right to your local transportation office. And if you don't know where that's at, you can go online to move.mil and it'll tell you where your transportation office is located. Military OneSource can also help you connect to your local military and family support centers, which include the relocation assistance programs. And there, it can help you begin your research to your new duty station, even OCONUS, before you get there. And it can cover anywhere from housing to schools to spouse employment, childcare, youth programs, family members with special needs, TRICARE, the loan closet, to financial readiness. And there's so much more. And they do offer a one-on-one -on -one consultation. But I wanted to add, if you're not tracking yet, Transcom implemented some changes. As Maria was saying, how we're all getting together and making moves much smoother, they improve communications between their customers and movers, especially with the shipment status and providing a simpler claims process and enhancing overall customer service. And they're ready with a 24-7 assistance. So to our listeners, your local installations, Transcom and Military OneSource understand that the whole family moves and working together to support all your needs no matter where you are. With the Department of Defense, they move over 400,000 service members and families around the globe each year, and they are continuously looking for ways to make it easier. So take advantage, complete their customer satisfaction survey on the DPS system, especially after you move. And again, check out all this information and more in one spot on the militaryonesource.mil. And as you just heard, don't forget about the PCS mobile app is another option. I use Military OneSource differently for each move. I feel like each move has different needs for our family. This move, we discovered the military installation resource on their website. And that helped us transition as my kids were, like Alexandra said, as they get a little older, they were pretty sad to leave New York. And so we really did some research for Fort Leonard Wood this time around. But the website for Military OneSource offers the option to search for an installation. And then you can create your own customized installation booklet, which I thought was really cool. You go through and you click on the areas that pertain to your family and what information you would like. And then it builds you a booklet with points of contact, building numbers, and what those areas have to offer. And it creates a booklet for you. You can download it and print it. And then you just have it handy in your PCS binder or your car for your move. I really like the idea of customizing a booklet for the family, since I love organizing and having things in one spot. But that actually would be neat to have to compile all your moves in. So, Maria, how many moves did you say we had between all of us? <laughs> Oh, gosh, probably 40 or 50 between all of us. But, man, I wish they had those resources when we were moving with our kids. And I'm sure that, Brittany, moving with six kids, you must have some really good tips 
for our families who are just starting out with the PCSing or maybe looking for good ideas of how to move successfully and organize <laughs> with all the kids? So like, what tips do you have for people? As far as tips and tricks, I think one thing for us is we have a big family. And so I try really hard to organize some of our household goods before the movers come. You know, those drawers that have all the things in them, your junk drawer, your silverware drawer. I try really hard to put everything that's those little knickknacks in Ziploc bags before the movers come because they can see them and they can pack them, but then you're not finding itty bitty little things wrapped in a big piece of paper in your box that could possibly get thrown away or that you might find way later that it won't even be relevant anymore. So I try really hard to organize my home before the movers get there. And then for us, as far as the kids go, we don't have a lot of space when we fly or drive to have a ton of things. So each of the kids gets to pack one backpack that they need for travel. So they can put books, games, stuffed animal, whatever they think that they might need or want for our travel. And the rule in our house is they have to carry it. So how big and how heavy it is is up to them, but it needs to fit with them and they need to carry it. And then other than clothing, we plan to be camping of sorts in maybe a hotel or in our new home, maybe without our household goods for a little bit. We have a tote that has at least one pot, silverware, plates, and those sorts of things, toilet paper, just things that you might need. And then this time around, we packed some cleaning supplies and laundry detergent just to cut out some unnecessary shopping trips. But, you know, you don't want to get rid of those things if we're able to utilize it and move it to the next duty station. Oh, my gosh. So I'm from a family of six kids too, Brittany, but we didn't move. So <laughs> we pretty much were raised in the same house that we grew up and we weren't a military family. I can't even imagine what that's like. What about you, Alexandra? Do you have any like good PCSing hacks or tips that you've come across? I don't know if I really have great PCSing tips, but I do know that it's really important to know your children's new school, the teachers, the counselors, and the staff. So I always find it important to let the school, the teachers know that we are a military family and that we come with some challenges. And I think it's just really important to get connected to the school and the teachers so you can reach out when you have questions or when your child needs additional support. And then when you have a high schooler, it's just really important to know about the curriculum and graduation requirements. So save all the documents, the grades, the tests, because you never know when you get to the next high school what you'll need to prove that they have taken that class already or they already have credits for this and that and they have an easier time at the new high school. And like Brittany also already mentioned, every Army installation has a school liaison officer that you can contact if you need information on educational options in your new community or information about local school policies, graduation requirements, or after-school programs, and so much more. And you can find your school liaison officer by going to the DoDEA website or to your installation's Army Family and MWR website under School Support Services. And then if you're a working spouse, I think it's really good to do your research to find the resources that will help you transfer your job or to get a new job or to get reimbursed for job-related fees. So the Army, for example, has this program where as an Army spouse, 
if you need to get re-licensed or you need to get a recertification, the Army will reimburse you for up to $1,000 for re-licensing and recertification costs when you PCS to a new state with different requirements. The Military One Source website is a good source for that. They have some information on that. And then you can also talk to your Unit S1. They will have information and they can also tell you what documents you need to get reimbursed. You know, that's a really good point. And it's so nice that the military has gone to that where they will help spouses with reimbursing the cost of licensure in a different state. And the one thing I had to learn is I've worked from home for about the last 10 or 11 years. And I used to feel guilty taking off from work when we moved. And so I would try to like, you know, work still while we were moving. And I realized that one of the things that I had to do was try to take a couple weeks leave of absence. So I got a little bit more bold and saying, okay, look, I need to take a leave of absence. So I usually would try to take about two weeks because I realized that trying to continue to work while we were PCSing was probably not a very good thing or a very effective thing. <laughs> I've also think that in the 22 moves, I've learned some things the hard way. So I was in the Army before Jimmy and I were even married. And like I said, I come from a large family too, and we didn't move. So when I first moved with the Army, boy, I was so unorganized. I really didn't have a lot of stuff, right? Because I was young and single, but made the mistake of just letting them pack all my jewelry. So that was quickly stolen and never recouped that. And, you know, the other things like you talked about, Brittany, putting things in like Ziploc bags, I didn't get that. And so everything arrived in paper, just falling out of the boxes everywhere. So I think we definitely go through those horror stories first. And then we learn, make sure your trash cans are empty because they will pack the trash in the trash cans if you don't empty it and, you know, organizing things. But probably our worst move was when we were leaving Boston. My husband did a national security fellowship up in Boston. So we left there to move to Fort Hood and the packers came, but they only sent two packers. And the one Packer decided they didn't want to do it anymore. So they quit, left the one packer. So by the time the mover showed up, the packer was still packing. And our three kids went off to the swimming pool with some friends. And our son got stung by a bee, had an allergic reaction. I ended up having to take him to the hospital while the movers were there. The packers were still there. And he had to be kept in the hospital for about six or seven hours. And so I was with him. And by the time I got him home at like one o'clock, clock in the morning, believe it or not, the movers were still packing the truck. And you know, there was nowhere to lay my son down who had been given massive doses of Benadryl. So all he wanted to do was sleep. So he had to sleep on the hardwood floor. And so we finally got to the hotel about, I don't know, 2.30 in the morning that night. And I had to fly out at like six the next morning to go to Cleveland, where I'm from to be in my friend's wedding. And I mean, it was like, <laughs> oh, and my flight had a connection and the connection got canceled due to storms. And I mean, it was just, you know, I'm sure we all have those PCS stories. But so I guess the moral from that was don't be in your friend's wedding the day after you PCS, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure you guys all have good stories. I do. I have one that I remember. My husband called me one day, you know, you're excited and you're waiting for your husband to call. And he called while he was deployed during his fourth tour in Iraq. And he said, hey, honey, you know, I have some good news and I have some bad news. I was selected for a new position. That's my great news. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Congratulations. And then, of course, you know, I immediately asked, when are you coming home? And he replied, well, 
the the bad news i'm not but you gotta move to fort houston and i said where's that and he said i gotta go google it i love you bye and he hangs up and i was like okay and you know from there i immediately went down to the transportation office because they had just started to do everything online and i wasn't sure how to do anything but they helped me every step of the way but i had to give my notice at work and Marie, I wish that I knew you way back then because you could have mentored me about not working up to the day you're packing because <laughs> the day we were packing, my job was coming to my house on our lawn saying goodbye and I was trying to wrap things up while everyone was packing and loading the truck. But gave my notice at work and to our son's school and then had to prepare the car for the road trip with my binder. Like many of you, I have an organizational binder with all my important documents and the snacks and entertainment and the easy pass and everything you have to do for the car, like making sure the inspections and your insurance up to date and your driver's license. And you all know the drill like that. But I was running around doing all those things and got our son and two dogs and a cat. And we went across the country just in time to deal with a hurricane. Got to our new installation, and I tried to do research beforehand, contact the slow, but everything was just going so fast. So I was so grateful for my Army family that they stepped up to help me once again. If you don't mind, I just want to kind of share some experiences from ETS compared to PCSing. So if your family retires, you know, like we just did, make sure you have a plan and budget for costs that are not covered by the military during your final transition. So depending on your type of discharge and your weight limits, the government may cover the cost of relocating you anywhere within the United States. You can even move outside the United States, but you might incur additional costs. But another budget consideration when you're ETSing is DLA, dislocation allowance. So DLA is given to service members during their PCS moves, but it's not authorized during the final move. So that's one thing to consider. And there's also limits on storage options if you decide to store some things on your final move. But there is much more to consider, such as healthcare options and life insurance, and things are always changing. So to our listeners, if you don't mind, my recommendation would be to make sure you go to your local transportation assistance office, go through the transition assistance program with your spouse, and contact Army Retirement Services if you're retiring. Lessons learned to us is it's never too soon to have a plan. So as a transitioning family, maybe discuss your expectations together. Consider where do you want to live so you're not relocating later at additional expense. Are you going to rent or buy a house? And little tidbit, if you're buying a house, don't forget about your VA benefit. You might want to consider are you choosing where to live because of your educational or employment opportunities? Or do you want to be near a family or near a military post? Are your kids still in school or going to college? And who will be your support system? So like PCS moves, the more you can be well-informed and plan ahead, it makes for a better transition for the whole family, including your little furry pets. Speaking of transitioning, as we transition to wrap up this podcast, may I ask each one of you to give a tip or word of advice to help families when they PCS? I would say stay calm. It will always work out in the end. At least it has worked out for me over the last 25 years. It may be chaos when you move and you may have challenges and things may not work as planned, but it will always work out in the end. So stay calm and use the resources that are available to plan your PCS. I like checklists, so I always try to have a checklist, and there's lots of PCS checklists online that can help you plan your move in advance, and if you do that, you will feel better prepared on moving day. 
How about you, Maria? Do you have any good tips? Yeah, I wish I was a good list maker and following that. <laughs> I think for me, it's making sure that I go through our stuff on the back end because I learned the hard way. Oh, I'll go through this when we move in and then I'll get rid of stuff. But what I found was it's so overwhelming when you first move in that it's just easy to leave things in boxes, put them in your garage or your basement and then never really go through them. And then what you find is that you just keep moving those same boxes over and over and just having them repacked each time. So it's harder really to deal with them when you're moving in because it just seems like there's so much stuff. So if you have time, try to go through it on the back end. And I would just say also that I realize that right now there's a housing boom. Housing is expensive. You know, there are some additional challenges for army people and other military members that are moving. So just make sure that you do your research and see what's out there and maybe seeing if you can extend at an installation and some guidance that I was given from the army was to make sure to tell you guys that service members shouldn't leave their families to handle the move by themselves. Sometimes the report dates can be changed and that might be something that they can inquire about or they might be able to stay a little bit longer at their installation. So it never hurts to ask. And I know that our family members are super resourceful and have always risen to the occasion and really done well with dealing with challenges. And I know that Army families will continue to be strong and continue to rise to the occasion and just show how resilient we all are. And I'm super proud of everybody for dealing with the challenges that we've dealt with, like Brittany and her family moving during COVID. And that's just what Army families are all about. So thanks to everybody. How about you, Brittany? I think my biggest tip is to make your PCS an adventure. The best part of being an Army family is that we get to see the world, right? That we get to adventure to new locations and see places that not everyone gets to see. So every up and down is an experience. You can prepare, create a binder of all your important documents, make sure that your needs are going to be met in your transition, and then just embrace it. You can only be so prepared. And then after that, there's resources and individuals every step of the way so they can help you encounter all the ups and downs if you should encounter something that is challenging. But I think just adventuring and really embracing this lifestyle and part of what the Army family is all about. Absolutely. Thank you all for those great tips. Well, our time has come to an end to close this special edition of Family Voices podcast. Maria, Alexandra, and Brittany, all of us here at AUSA would like to sincerely thank you for sharing with us your experiences and words of wisdom. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we have, and we welcome your feedback and recommendations for future subjects. In line with AUSA's overall mission to educate, inform, and connect, the AUSA Family Readiness Directorate is dedicated to providing Army families the tools, resources, and connections needed to build and enhance resiliency and to manage the ins and outs of the military life journey. Let us be your eyes, ears, and voice. We are here for you. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. 
Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total army, our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Have a great Army Day. Hua.